Welcome to episode two of the KRNL Fashion Podcast. I am Deuce Rawls. And I'm Angie Goff. So on this episode, we're going to be looking at what we think fashion will be like in the future and what it's shaping up to be like right now. Yeah, so a lot of that involves like cryptocurrency, the metaverse, NFTs. Um, that's what it's looking like. Brands and just fashion houses in general are kind of moving towards. Yeah, a lot of brands are starting to have their own NFTs and use cryptocurrency to purchase their items. And with these NFTs, they are able to give the consumer something that they haven't been able to give them before. They're able to connect with them and build a community that hasn't been able to be built as it can be built online. And it gives them um, an easier way to talk to the consumer and really hear what they want to see in the brand or see them go towards. So what we mean by like digital fashion specifically is the ability to buy virtual clothing and pieces where you can wear them on the metaverse, on social media, and they work essentially as NFTs. And there are a few companies where once you buy the piece on their website, they'll professionally edit it, um, like the piece onto your body so that you can post it on social media and potentially have it um, for later usage as well. Yeah, and like she was saying, with these NFTs, a bunch of companies are starting to post these, and once you buy them, you can get the digital version, but it's also giving you a chance to get the physical version. And one company that I have found that does this is um, a designer called Warren Lotus, and he's recently opened up a store in L.A., and he dropped an NFT a little bit before he opened up the store, and in his store, he has an upstairs, and that upstairs is only for NFT holders, and they're able to go there and market, talk to other people that hold the NFT, but they're also able to buy products that aren't offered to the public. So it's kind of neat, gives you a way to be different and get some of the things of your favorite brands that not everybody else can get. And also, as another example um, of brands kind of making it where you can buy like a physical piece just from having the NFT. Jonathan Simkai um, had a collaboration with a virtual runway wherein if you bought one of six um, NFTs, then you were able to get a physical piece from his next um, collection for fall, winter in 2022. So you own the NFT, but also because you bought that, you're able to get another one of his pieces. So it's like an added benefit along with the money that you already spent. A lot of brands are also starting to buy NFTs and work with other designers that create NFTs to push their brand awareness. A few of these brands that have recently got into the NFT market are Gucci, Adidas, Nike, Walmart, and Gap. And in the last year, these companies have spent over $20 billion investing into NFTs hoping that these NFTs can help bring them more revenue, but also build their brand and create experiences that haven't been created physically. Nike is a really interesting one to me because um, they actually acquired a virtual sneaker company um, back earlier in this year, I believe. And I, one of the articles that I found, um, someone said that it was interesting in how they acquired it because they placed it on the same um, level as like Nike, Jordan, Converse, which makes them a very high subsidiary um, 
which is interesting to this person because they said, you forget that not even LeBron is treated as a full subsidiary brand within Nike. So in a subtle way, they were saying RTFKT is bigger than LeBron. So NFTs are kind of becoming really big in fashion, even though it's kind of creeping up on a lot of people. But Nike is a really good example of how they're starting to really prioritize it. Because also in another article um, that I found, someone working with like social media um, along with NFTs in the metaverse with fashion houses said that previously when social media was really starting to take off, companies were really slow at getting on the trend of that and they don't want to do the same thing now with the metaverse. So they're trying to get into the metaverse before the general public does this time. Yeah, and I really agree with that because things like that just go to show that these companies have trust and belief in the blockchain and they think that it can really change the way that their whole company is looked at and viewed. And um, just looking at things like social media and how social media has changed the way that we buy things online, just think about if all of the companies that now use social media to market their products, if they did this as soon as we all started using these social medias, it normally takes a little bit of time for them to get used to it and finally get some content out that the consumers look at and is like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And for them to be investing into something so heavy right now before it really takes off and everybody is using it as like everyone uses Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter now, it's really in that beginner stage to where the mostly the people that are using it right now are the devs and people that are really into VR and have been for years. They're like getting that first look into what the metaverse could be. But the average person is really not getting to see what all is going to be offered there. And for them to be investing so much money, it really shows that they feel like this could really be the future. And they really have some, some trust in it because they're not just going to put that up there with other things in their brand, like you said, LeBron James, LeBron James, Jordan, well, Michael Jordan, all these other athletes that bring so much money to the company, if they're putting things like that over them, not necessarily over them, but like over as much as they spend or market them, it goes to show you that this is going to be here for a while and it can really change the whole market around them. Yeah, and that's why we want to talk about it because, I mean, we're part of the fashion side of the podcast and the future of how this industry is going to be is very integral to how brands are going to approach the next year, um, as well as just how it looks for us as consumers and people who like fashion, how we're seeing it happen. Um, So that's why we want to focus on that. And also, I think it's really important to emphasize how this is going to be the future because as Deuce just said, they're investing a lot into it. And I think something that people don't think about as much is that AI and AR technology, along with like rendering all of these clothing to be put onto our bodies and onto um, like digital dressing rooms and also like just on social media posts. Um, Something in another article, I read a lot of articles about this, um, said that what they want is for it to not look 2D like a cartoon piece of clothing. So they're they're using 3D digital artists to render these designs. And in order to do that, you also have to almost animate it with like AR technology to have it move as if clothing would. And that is very costly. And so all of these like high brands, they have a lot of money, but they're putting that money now into something new 
instead of what they already have, because this does require a lot of time um, finding people who are able to do this thing, working with technology companies and startups and also people who understand like crypto too. They have to invest a lot of money in it. So regardless of your opinion of crypto, fairly certain that it is here to stay. So we kind of need to almost prepare for it, especially when it comes to the clothing that we wear. I 100% agree with that because a bunch of people kind of fail to realize that a bunch of brands that are investing in it, these are brands that they don't invest in things for a gamble. They invest in things to make money and to profit off of it because they are, they have forecasters that are looking at things and they know that these things are going to actually be a part of society in the future. And it's not, it would be different if one of these brands just spent a bunch of money trying to like get ahead of everybody and think that like this is really going to change something. But it's different when a bunch of the top brands are investing in it and they all know that this is going to be the future. Yeah. If you need any more examples of how it's going to like completely come into the fashion world, Louis Vuitton, Burberry, Adidas, Nike, Ralph Lauren, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana, and many more have all either already started um, selling NFTs or have already started the works of going into the metaverse, not necessarily crypto and everything, but they've already started at looking at digital clothing and how that industry is going to work. And those are all very big names, not just in like higher fashion houses, but also in like fast fashion recreates the looks that these companies make too. So almost any clothing that we're going to see is affected by these companies and they're also starting it. And kind of going into just where like digital fashion has come into an interesting part of me to me is where it has kind of started, and that is through Roblox, actually. Yes, it's actually very wild how much influence Roblox has had on everything. Because Roblox is kind of, people that don't know what Roblox is, it's kind of, um, if you know what the metaverse is, think of the metaverse, but think of it not as advanced. But you still can do everything, but it's kind of like, uh, you look at it and it's like, this, is not, this looks janky. But Roblox is like... It's been able to use all of these ideas, just not to the same render as what they're trying to push for for the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be looking more like all of the characters should look very much real versus Roblox. These people are block people. Yeah, and also Roblox is one of the many game like video games where you can have your own avatar and customize it, and that is where digital fashion kind of started out almost is um, I believe I saw that Tommy Hilfiger um, and a few other brands collaborated with Roblox in order to create clothing that you can buy to put on your avatar um, and you use real money to buy these just to customize your avatar in the game. Um, and in general, with the way that like gaming skins work, not just in Roblox, but in the gaming world completely, especially as technology grows and makes it a lot easier, even with like VR, like gaming too, you can pretty much pretend to be someone else with your avatars and the way that skins work and rendering too. So Roblox kind of started that, but that's where a lot of like digital fashion exists right now is like fashion houses are creating collections for video games for people to buy with their own money. Um, just to have in the game. So that's kind of where it's at starting, and then it's just going to grow from there. Yeah, and speaking back on the whole Roblox thing, 
it has the way that Roblox has used their avatar and pushed for everybody to have like a different one. It's really influenced other games to start pushing more for subscriptions like Fortnite, for example, get a subscription and you work your way up on your tier. You get all these different skins that you used to have to buy all individually with money on Fortnite. Same goes for um, NBA 2K. You're in the past, there used to be stores where you could go buy things, but the things that you were buying were either generic or they were just something that 2K has put together. And the last two to three 2Ks, they have now went and got brands and started to get their designs and put them on the game. So, for instance, over the last month, 2K has had a – they do different brands every week or two. So last week they had an OVO pop-up, which is Drake's brand, and they also have many other brands that are popular throughout the streetwear scene and through the basketball world. So brands like with graphic tees that fans would love. And all this goes back to avatars like on the Xbox and the PlayStation. And it's one of those things when you first get your console, you make your avatar and you want to either make it look like you or make it look like somebody else that you want it just to look like. But all this is pushing for your person to be different than all the other avatars. So with the way that like how the metaverse wants it to kind of seem how Deuce is just talking about Roblox and how a lot of it is revolving around avatars that are like a second person. Um, easiest way for me to understand this, because I really don't understand the metaverse at all. So this is coming from a very simplified version. But if you have ever seen like the AI virtual YouTubers um, who stream games, but they just have a computer generated like face of themselves. That's not like a fake persona. That is them. They're just presenting themselves in a virtual way for either privacy reasons or like to show who they really are that they can't physically. Um, And that's the main goal of the metaverse is what I would say is kind of breach corporeal world expectations of what you can look like, what you can physically do with how you look. Um, so that you can be a little bit more expressive and it's not like fake avatars. It would be you like yourself. Yeah. And that's the one good thing about the metaverse. It's not really pushing like all these other games are like pushing for your avatar to be either someone you're not or yourself. Like they're really pushing for you just to be unique. Like you can get on the metaverse and what they're really trying to show people is that it's not just a game. Like people can get on here and run their businesses through this. They can have meetings with their family or catch up with people that they can't see all the time versus, um, because of health reasons or other things that are just going on. And it, it's trying to make everything a whole lot easier with interacting with people, but making that interaction a whole lot more genuine than just talking over the phone or FaceTime. They're trying to bring in um, movements and everything. So when you're talking to this person, it really feels like you all are right in front of each other. Yeah, and um, how Deuce just said that it's a good way for you to almost start up your own business. Um, The virtual world Decentraland um, back in June told all of their users that um, for that month they could make and sell their own clothing for avatars so that like other people could wear it on their site. And one specific player 
stayed up the whole night, apparently, designing Japanese-inspired garments and sold them for around $140 each on Decentraland. And he made between $15,000 to $20,000 in just three weeks. So it is a very good way to start up your own business um, because also you don't have to deal with a lot of the production costs. Like obviously you have to deal with the time that it costs you and also the technology you're using um, as well, but you aren't having to physically make it either. So that's a little not accessible. I don't want to say accessible because it's not monetarily accessible, but in terms of like, physical ability i would say it kind of is for sure and i think it gives creatives a whole different lane to kind of try what they want to do so for instance that user that created those garments if that's something that they really want to do they can take that idea and really physically like bring it to life or versus they did that all in one night in a tech brand sees that and they're like, wow, they really know how to use this software or know how to use whatever they're using. And they see that and they're like, oh, we should really like talk to them and get them on board with us. So using these technologies can really like open up the doors for a a whole lot of different things than just having fun and making money. Yeah. The person I just mentioned actually um, apparently lives in New Hampshire and quit his job to become a full-time designer. So your point is completely correct on that. (laughs) Uh, But I think that there are both positives and negatives, but definitely one of the positives I think is helping young starting out creatives because also there are a lot of limitations to just what you can do with clothing and also just what you can do with art too because granted, designers have definitely exceeded our expectations of what you can physically do with fabric and structure and boning and just kind of everything related to the structure of garments and they've definitely exceeded past what we thought that we could do but when it comes to like virtual stuff you can do things that are physically not possible um, where you can have like you could literally wear clouds if you wanted to like you could have like moving pieces and things that actually glow and don't just artificially glow and stuff and like a lot of like the disney like Um, changes and stuff you could have those like actually happen where you go from one gown to another Um, I think that opens the board up for a lot more creative freedom and so I definitely can see that kind of coming into it because also it's not like you're getting rid of the art itself because digital art is still art Um, and people are still going into the time to make these pieces so that personal like feeling of fashion where you can feel the love that someone gave it, it still exists there. It's just, you can't physically hold it anymore. Yeah. And another really big benefit of the digital age in fashion is going to be people being able to start and try to start brands without having their face out there and being not feeling like someone's not going to, someone's not going to buy this because I'm the one selling it versus like just putting that product out there and really seeing what the interaction you're going to get from people is. So it's really a way to like test out your brand and see like, hey, this is something that people actually like or hey, I can really fix these things, but not having the embarrassment of you being the person that falls when everything is like, ah, this isn't good. You're not going to be the one that everybody's seeing. It's really going to be your avatar. 
and you get to choose how you want your avatar to look, the name of your avatar and all that. So if that's something that you want to strive for and try to build a brand, but you're very self-conscious about how others will feel, this is a perfect lane to try something and just get feedback from people. Yeah. And you bringing that up kind of made me think of something interesting where maybe like something bad happens, like a controversy or something where a brand tanks, like this could be like an easy avenue to start up again, or you could just be completely anonymous and make a whole new brand. And really people won't know, which that has like ethical concerns to it, but like you get what I mean, but like potentially that could be good for some people where maybe not even like a controversy happens, but like something falls through with like, um, a contract that they had signed with someone or just that particular brand didn't do very well. And so they can just try a new one. And it's not like many people will be able to connect that those two were actually related. So maybe that could be a good way if someone's had trouble breaking into the fashion world, like they can have multiple attempts and not feel as defeated. I really agree with that. I think that being able to have multiple tries at something you're only going to get better at it. And with this, you'll be able to try new things out, but not have to worry about once it fails, it's stuck to you. Like you're, you're not going to be known as the person that started that brand and it didn't do anything. You can be known as the person that has just had an avatar and been on the metaverse for a few years versus you having when you're when you've been on the metaverse that whole time you've had three or four brands that you've tried to start up and they've just not been successful it's one of those things that you'll be able to do it but it won't be out there that you did it yeah and one uh, like kind of the last like positive because i do think we need to like touch on like some of the negatives because obviously there's going to be caveats of both things for this there's positives and negatives of every industry and especially how they're like transitioning into whatever is new for like what they're trying to do but um don't want to touch on it too much because i know that the last episode was on the student sustainability council and like sustainability but it is important to mention that digital fashion and where fashion seems to be going especially with the metaverse is ultimately way more sustainably ethical than current fashion is because even if it's not fast fashion um it costs a lot it takes a lot of water just to make plain shirts um not including anything else and that's for high fashion companies too who tend to be more ethical about the way that they do things um in general fashion is a very costly industry for the environment and this kind of eliminates that because you don't have to physically have the piece. So it just has to be made and rendered online. You don't have to go through the whole process of using the water and going through unsafe work conditions either. Like that kind of eliminates it. And that is definitely a benefit. And that is something that um, like online digital brands and also like companies that are transitioning to NFTs and stuff are using as like marketing. Yeah, and I really think that um, companies can use NFTs and just their online presence to really see if these products will sell. And like, for instance, NFTs, say that a company released NFTs and everybody really loved the NFT, but this product was not out. It kind of gives them an insight about, will this product do good? Should we 
invest in like producing this product versus producing this product, showing it at the fashion week and then wanting people, not wanting people, but um, banking on people to really be like, oh, I love that product versus showing people the product, allowing them to buy the digital version of it and having it for a while and really building that interest up a little bit more. Yeah. And I do want to mention when we talk about like sustainability and stuff, um, I'll be honest, I don't have the best opinion of NFTs and stuff because of uh, environmental reasons. Like that's really the main reason because um, I don't know enough about crypto to have other opinions if we're going to be honest. <laughs> but, um, like it does take a lot of power and energy to to create NFTs and like um, have the whole system of it. Um, so that's where some of my like ne- like most of my negative opinion of it comes in. But if we're looking at it from fashion where we are right now, um, with the way that how the fashion industry works in terms of environmental reasons and sustainability, NFTs are significantly better. And it's an interesting like kind of like you have to make compromises almost of which one you would rather have. So it's just a really interesting like avenue of it is it is more sustainable for this current industry, but maybe not for other ones. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting to see how we'll navigate that because you kind of have to have one or the other and neither is the best option, but one is significantly better than the other. Yeah, and I really agree with that because I feel like for the NFT avenue, it's going to be a whole lot easier maybe to change the way that things are ran to eventually save money and be a whole lot more ethical versus the fashion industry. Some of these things that are unethical right now have been going on for many years. And for some brands, them changing that one thing is really going to mess up their brand in their eyes and not be able to do everything the way that they want to do it versus it being online. If something's not going right, it might be a whole lot easier to fix. Yeah. The one thing with though, like some brands kind of falling out and stuff is again, that's not really great for them and like their income and stuff. But also like a negative that I was thinking about with this is like reselling. Like, um, one of the sponsors for Caranel is Pops Resale, which we love first off. But a lot of that is related to being able to have physical pieces and resell them in order to have a business, maybe upcycle them and stuff. And this kind of eliminates that almost. And a lot of the designers that I follow are people who upcycle current um, or vintage stuff and kind of make their own twist on things. And so this kind of eliminates that creative freedom almost, which I don't really know how to feel about, to be honest, because that is a pretty good way for people with low income to really exercise um, designing fashion and kind of getting their feet into it. So I feel iffy about it almost. So that will be interesting on how that will affect that aspect of fashion, because that personally is something that I like is people being able to take pieces and make it them their own, whether or not you buy it from someone else who altered it or you did it yourself. Um, that's an aspect I really like about fashion because it allows for self-expression. And this also allows for self-expression, but it kind of eliminates that avenue of it. And a negative effect that I see coming from this maybe would be the price of crypto 
versus the price that companies want to get out of their NFT. So say, for instance, a company is selling NFT for $200 and it's going to be $200 is what they're going to advertise it as, but either going to buy it through Ethereum or a Bitcoin blockchain. So once you buy that, who's to say that that crypto doesn't tank the next day or the value goes up so much more? And what you had initially spent is either going to be you either paid them more than you should have or paid them more than what you wanted to or you didn't pay them enough. So who's to say that when this starts to get super popular that brands have trouble when they put something up one day and sell it and then that crypto that they sold it for is tanking the next day and they're not making any money, but they're really losing money. So who's not to say that this really affects how they go about and how they really use this new media? Yeah, I think it has a lot of financial implications where first off, like the technology to do this is very expensive. Um, But then also like it can very much affect like I've said many times, I don't understand the crypto world and as much very obviously Deuce understands it way more than I do, but it can definitely negatively affect like how crypto works, just how that whole world exists. And then also um, something that Deuce and I are both interested in is like co- the collecting of pieces not just in fashion but like just collecting in general and we were talking before recording this about how that can really change the value of physical pieces that people are already collecting so like if you were like say that you collect sneakers and stuff um and right now the value is constantly increasing because of demand and just how that works but virtual sneakers like come onto the scene um, and suddenly the fiscal ones that you have are not worth as much. So it's like the investment and time that you've put into this collection just like kind of tanks almost immediately. And that definitely financially impacts people, but also I can see that really negatively impacting people mentally too is because you become very attached to these pieces that you collect, whether or not you collect them for money or you collect them because you want them regardless you become very attached to them and so it kind of bulldozes that completely so i can see that negatively affecting things in various ways and like you said it could financially hurt you and it could really hurt your mental but i really agree with the i agree with both of them but like financial wise there's a lot of places that like they they live off of reselling things and for instance the bitcoin price right now is like eighteen to nineteen thousand, and the Bitcoin high was fifty four thousand, like maybe like fifty eight thousand in that range. Though honestly, could have been sixty, but that just shows you like right now, Bitcoin is at a third of what the highest it was. So, say somebody was to drop an NFT now, and they ask for so much percentage of a Bitcoin, and that's how much NFT is, and say that equals out to a hundred to two hundred dollars. When Bitcoin goes up, say Bitcoin goes back up to its top, those NFTs will be worth a whole lot more. And it's really going to like all those people that could have bought them for either the same price as the physical shoe or a little bit less or a little bit more. Their price is going to triple to double versus the physical shoe not doing that as much. So it's kind of like 
it really could hurt the whole reselling sneakers and clothes, the whole industry of that, which would be super beneficial for the brands, but it would really hurt a lot of consumers. And also like what you're like, it doesn't seem like it potentially could really yield a lot for people. Like, like how you just explained how things can suddenly not be as worth like Bitcoin right now is worth what you said, a third. A third of what it used to be. Yeah. Like that, it doesn't seem like the most stable for like it, like way that the industry could go, like go through, um, which is interesting that that's what it seems like the future is going to be. I think that a lot of brands may struggle with that because it's not as stable as people would like it to be. Exactly. I think the brands that will have the best of luck with this will be those that have the funding behind them. But for smaller brands, I honestly don't think that the NFT route early is going to be the best idea unless the the idea behind it is very well backed and it has a good foundation behind it. And it's not just a NFT that you don't get anything out of it. If you get some stuff behind it and it has some utility behind it, that's really going to draw people in and make it actually be worth what you think it's worth. Yeah. And one other like negative that I personally would like to touch on is, uh, I don't know if you remember, but from our like other episode, I am a psych major and there is one specific company called DressX, and I'm currently looking at their website right now. And their marketing is how I mentioned earlier, where you can have the piece that you buy edited onto your picture to post on social media. Like their whole existence is posting on social media specifically. And something that I find really interesting psychologically is how social media is impacting us. And Long story short, it's not really affecting us great. Um, it's like social media is curated. It's like people cherry pick the parts of their lives that they want to show. It's not authentic at all. Granted, some people are definitely trying to make it authentic, but people pick and choose what they want to share with us. Um, and that is causing a lot of insecurity, um, a lot of dysmorphia too related to filters and how they kind of shape your face. And a lot of people don't feel confident in taking selfies without them because they don't like how their actual face looks. And that is very concerning to me and very sad, but also like social media isn't real. Um, and unfortunately we compare ourselves to other people. So we keep looking at like celebrities, like it's like Instagrams or even like people that we know and are like kind of envy, like how it seems like their life is perfect. Um, and we end up comparing ourselves to that and it makes us feel worse about ourselves, self-esteem wise. So my kind of almost biggest concern with this is how it's going to affect us negatively mentally um, because how like dress acts, their whole point is social media stuff. A part of me feels like that kind of takes away the whole point of fashion almost is it's like, I know that some people buy pieces to post on social media and then that's the only time. Like they only posted the once, they don't want to be an outfit repeater, that kind of stuff. But like a lot of fashion is livable wear that you wear either for special occasions or in your everyday life. And that kind of already that 
aspect kind of takes that away, but I feel like this especially does where you're only spending this money to get it edited onto an existing picture of yourself to post. And while that does have a lot of like self-expression related to it, and you can show yourself some way that maybe you can't otherwise physically, but at the same time, I feel like it makes social media faker. And that's definitely a concern of mine is that if we're already being negatively affected by social media being fake, if it becomes even more fake to where things are literally not even real as to what we're seeing, like there are already some AI influencers like Lil Michaela and stuff like there's already like fake people and like fake models too. AI rappers. Yeah. There are computer generated rappers or computer generated models, which also that goes into fashion with modeling and jobs, jobs and stuff. But if we, if everything becomes fake, then what are we going to do with ourselves outside of the metaverse and social media? Because that's my biggest concern is regardless of that, our relationships do need to exist for the most part in person in some way. Like it is healthy to be around people. Um, like, and I'm saying this as an extremely introverted person, it is psychologically better for you to be around people to maintain relationships go to things with other people and talk to them so like if social media and stuff becomes faker but then also we feel more comfortable on there what are we going to do with ourselves outside of that and I feel like that's where depression can kind of increase where you don't want to be in the actual physical world anymore and that's a very scary and very big concern of mine and I kept thinking of that and like Black Mirror stuff like the whole time I was reading about this because I definitely see the positives but also that's a huge concern of mine that I keep thinking about with this. Yeah and that's like that's really my main concern too because it's like I'm big on like we've all grown up in the age where technology's been in front of our face and we know how to use it and there's a lot of people that don't know how to differentiate between technology and real life so it's like with this being pushed more and the metaverse going to be so popular it's i fear that a bunch of people will not separate reality and the internet and they're going to start putting it together and thinking that being on the internet is just as good as going out and doing things and it's really not it's one of those things that in my eyes it should just be for leisure it should you should be just be using it when you're either trying to have some fun or you're getting something done with it. I don't think you should be physically using it like most of the time throughout the day. And that's what they're really pushing for because they're pushing for you to be able to make communities and do everything that you can do outside, inside. And I don't think that's very beneficial for your health. I don't think it's beneficial for your mind. Anything that you're trying to get done, I really don't think that that's going to ultimately push you or help you into feeling better to get that done. I really think it's going to put you into more of a darker state and make you keep doing what you're doing and not pushing. It's going to push for creativity through those apps or those softwares, but it's not going to push for that creativity outside in my opinion. Yeah. And also with like creativity outside, um, 
Something that I really like about physical art, including fashion and stuff, are like human imperfections, like people messing up things. And um, like if you go to an art museum, you maybe will see like a stroke that that artist literally did not mean for it to be there, but it makes the painting. And even if it's very, if you notice it first or if you don't, like it's a part of what makes it that. Um, So that's just a very like concerning aspect of it. I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how we kind of approach it. Um, I wonder if there's anything that we could do to almost offset that. Um, I know that people are looking into how social media is impacting us psychologically already. I know that that's a very big research topic right now um, in the psychology community, but I wonder if there's anything we can possibly do to almost offset the negatives of the metaverse because it is it's going to be what our future is regardless of how many people want it or not um so i just it'll be interesting to see how one fashion like kind of progresses with it but also how we do as a society because i think that we do need to prepare ourselves for it because technology is only going to keep increasing and kind of the end game is the metaverse it's like the ultimate science fiction world that like 80s science fiction writers could have possibly it's the top floor boss yes absolutely and i get escapism a lot i read books i understand escapism like that's at the same time it's also not the healthiest so i'm kind of really hoping that we can do something to address it but basically what i'm saying is i'm very interested in how the future is going to look both for fashion and just our lives And that brings us to the end of this podcast. And this was episode two, talking about the digital age and how that is going to affect fashion in the future. Yeah, it was great to have another conversation with you, Deuce, and for us to record it for you all to listen. Um, And we would just like to say, finally, thank you to you for listening. And also, again, thank you to Pops Resale for all of your sponsors, like sponsorship and the love that you show Karen all and us specifically. So hopefully we didn't create like an existential crisis with this, but yeah, have a great day. 